that big boss that's special It ain't no game, but they say I'm welcome to the second level internet and welcome back or welcome to indie please that details episode 33 my name is keegan one half loved gamers hanging out with tom the other half how you doing today tom feeling good feeling pretty good feeling and, good uh, feeling great how about sleep, you uh which is you know more than usual yeah um i had a nice rest this morning i'm showered which doesn't happen that often and uh and i'm, I'm glad to be doing a podcast again yeah. i feel like it's been a hot second my day started off not so great. I told you when I got here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can we push the time back? Sucked. And uh, it started with about an inch and a half to potentially two inches. And I didn't actually measure it uh, of water in my kitchen because my neighbor's pipe yeah, burst yeah, yeah, yeah. and it went through the wall into my area. So, so I had to is it like report. sewage water or is it just like No, it's kitchen like water. it's kitchen water. It's like, well, they, the it's initiated from the dishwasher. So it's not clean water, mm. but it's not like poop water. It's a food in it and stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. They, the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just wretched over here. So there's that. That's great. But, but theoretically, because of the wall, I didn't get any of the food. I just got the, the because le- it seeped through the wall essentially is what happened. Gotcha. It just kept going. So you got a filter going on. Yeah, pretty much. The yeah. yeah. The, my, the wall between me and my neighbor's apartment is now really soggy. Still not a fun way to start your day. No, not at no. all. You know, it is a fun way. What's that? Talk about indie games. Yeah. This is Indie Please I Detail, our weekly dip in the world of indie games and indie developers, where we discuss the news and our ex- indie excursions throughout the week. Top it all off with a discussion that you can join in the comments down below. You can list us on your favorite podcast services, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. It's still hard for me to say because I always want to say iTunes. I'm, I'm an old fart. I love my iTunes. Let me some iTunes. You could probably still get them on iTunes. Oh, you could say iTunes. People yeah. know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, Apple. We don't have to bend to get on, the whims of get on, Apple's name. Get on Apple. Things. Uh, you can see our lovely faces on YouTube, which, fun fact, if you go to uh, level2gamers.com, it does not take you there anymore. That takes you to our brand new website. That is true. So you want to actually go, if you want to go directly to YouTube, you ready for this one? It's youtube.com slash C slash level2, T-W-O spelled out, gaming. Because that's the original Or name. just go to the website and that'll be a link. click on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Love2Gamers.com, like I said, is our website where we update the news. And that's actually where a lot of the news from today's show is going to be from. And you can see it early there, like sneak peeks and what the podcast is going to be. And I picked the best ones from the week. Cool. Uh, you can continue the discussion online, but off air. If you head over to Twitter, I love 2 gamers STL, or, I don't know, Instagram, Discord, link in the description, all that fun stuff. a couple stuff. things. I'm more active on Twitter than you know, I think. I I browse Twitter a lot. I talk yeah. to developers on Twitter. I don't really post to Twitter. Yeah, I, I post thoughts. from other things. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Uh, do you want to jump in, Tom? Like we do every week, the new releases. I would love to. So first thing we're going to talk about is again we do every week is the Xbox releases. Well, every other week mostly because they have better descriptions. Mostly because it has better descriptions. A lot of the games are cross play across everything. It's a big week for games. There's lots of indie games. There's lots of there's a big non-indie game on PlayStation this week. Uh, Switch is always but, got. Stuff happening, so That's we're gonna talk about all that. You, you you spoiled the game. Everyone knows Spider Man's coming out. You spoiled There's the game. There's no one Tom. that doesn't know. Sp- they, they uh, literally, maybe so somebody. They have a fuck off web that is stretched between the two skyscrapers with the Spider Man symbol in between. There's no one. I have a Spider Man story, but I'm not gonna get onto it here. Okay, but it's from the first movie. Where uh, I am going to get onto it here. <laughs> Spider Man was supposed to. It looked like you're about so to get fun, onto it. So, fun fact Spider Man in the first Spider Man movie, Tobey Maguire, yeah. was supposed to catch the Green Goblin between the two twin towers by putting a web between it. Ah, uh, but they did. But 9 11, 9 11 happened, yeah. and uh, they said we probably shouldn't do that then. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a little behind the scenes where they had. they. I think they cut that out, like, no joke, maybe three or four months before 
they uh, the movie was supposed to be I released. Mean, so it's like, did I wonder if they shot something? Like, how would you? How do you? I, I don't know how you fix that. CGI, probably. Well, I'm sure. But I, like the time it takes, I'm just thinking from a time standpoint. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was I mean, the video editors were crunching for those four yeah. ones. That I know that much. But uh, yeah, I I used to love Spider Man when I was a kid. He's I used my favorite to Dress up as Spider Man and hang from. Like, do you know what climbing frame is? Do you have climbing frames here? You mean a jungle gym? Not really. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it was just like, like a, a dome? big metal structure. Yeah. Uh, sort of rocket shaped, but it had like lots yeah. of cable, like not cables, yeah. wires on yeah. it and stuff. A yeah, I would just like hang upside down from that in my Spider Man yeah. costume in the back. My sister broke her wrist doing that one time. Did she? Yeah, she fell off. That sucks. And snapped her wrist. Let's move to the indie games on Xbox. First game of the week. And again, big, big, big week for games. This is a big one to start off with Planet Alpha. Alone and far away from home, you find yourself in the center of a conflict of epic proportions where second chances are rare. Planet Alpha is an adventure game that takes place in a, in a living alien world where you control the day and night. It combines fast platforming, challenging puzzles, stealth elements with unique art style to create an unforgettable experience. Never heard of it. This was announced on the E3 stage. You heard of it. I, I know some I, of that. I know, I know you've heard of it because I shared it with you. I may have. You just may not recognize the name because it's a yeah. generic name. Oh, what was it? You, Planet what, Alpha. What did it used to be called? No, it's a generic name. Oh, it's just, yeah, it is pretty generic. So, but it's really cool. It's a, it's a like a 3D platforming style game, like inside. Well, like it's like 2D elements with 3D characters, if that makes sense. Like inside, where secondly you're, you're going, yeah, you're going left and right. Mm -hmm. You're not going back and forth, but the characters are modeled in 3D. I like uh, it's surreal. Games. There's lots of things floating around around you, so I'm excited about that. And it's indie. It's indie. Nice. Next one, Shadows Awakening. Heard a bit of hype about this. I'm going to move my mic over here so when I read, I'm not like, because I go real quiet when I read, I've learned. A unique, isometric, single-player RPG with real-time tactical combat, Shadows Awakening, puts you in control of a demon summoned from the Shadow Realm to consume the souls of the long-dead heroes. Gather your party, control powerful heroes, and use their skills to your advantage. But who is in charge, the demon or the souls that have been devoured? I don't know. That game actually looks pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see it. I don't like a lot of the top-down isometric, or not top-down, but has isometric. hints of Diablo. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it, but the people that like those type of games, like they're yeah. probably going to like that like game. Like I said, I've heard quite a lot of hype around it. I don't know if that's like, it hasn't necessarily been good or bad hype, just that I've seen it, the name flung around a lot, and uh, that's usually a good Or thing. the PR people have been flinging it at us, too. Yeah, they've definitely been giving it a push. Um, so. so hopefully it's good. Next one is actually a really, really fun one that I played, uh, single player, and you'll see it is multiplayer as well, but Ninjin... The Clash of Carrots. An animated and anim, sorry, anime-inspired one to two-player beat-em-up with variety of enemies, deep player and deep player customization. Play as a rabbit ninja or Akai the Ninja Fox and fight to retrieve the carrots stolen by Shogun Mo. Shogun Mo. <laughs> like how you have ninja, <laughs> Akai, and Shogun Mo. Redeem carrots for weapons, upgrades, and more. Ninja also features a unique survival mode called Oni TV Show, where players will fight endless waves of enemies for rare rewards. Hmm. So I got the key to this game. Uh, gameplay's up on our channel if you want to check it out. But I, it's, it's one of those things when you get it when you get a game, especially an indie game. The, the the it's all over the map when you get something. You're like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it. I don't know if I'm gonna hate it. This game is one of those just like. Old school fun times. Um, it's a beat 'em up. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the the level progression where the enemies were varied. I played the first six or seven levels, and I think, I mean, you're gonna repeat like the grunt enemies, but the bosses felt all different. The harder 
the harder like enemies didn't feel like shielded grunts is, is the play style similar to streets of rage that's what i'm getting from looking yes at it. so the way it works is you have you have a couple things you have a your your a slash so you have a you start with a I guess a katana style thing, like it's a short, maybe a short sword. I don't know exactly what it is, uh, but you have a slash. You then have a dash that you don't take damage when you dash, which the developer in the lovely review guide they give us said use that to your advantage. So mm. that's a tip for you guys: dash to get away. But you can dash forward, back. Uh, you can go up and down. You've got all these enemies, and these enemies all drop carrots. The carrots are the currency to then buy weapons from a corgi shop. That a corgi that you save at the beginning of the game is your shopkeep, uh, which I just love that little touch. Um, but there's things like you have weapons, so you can get the big the big sword in the game. The expensive one initially is the carrot sword, so it's a long sword. Uh, you have daggers. Is you it have a carrot. Yeah, it it's orange and sh- looks like a carrot as much as a sword can look like a carrot. So it's a carrot shaped sword with a handle. It's a carrot with a handle on the kind end. Kind of like a javelin. Then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, and then you have like ninja stars. You have boomerangs. You have all these kind of secondary stuff, and then you can buy healths and shields and power ups and all this good. kind of stuff. So there's a lot to it. I'm interested to see how it is with two players, single, like by myself. The first few levels are super easy, like any of these games are. But you can feel the difficulty ramp up, and then the first boss. I felt like I went from just whacking the 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 X button to hit everything to actually having a plan where I'm going to attack. And one of the moves they show you is you can actually, when you dash, you can hit multiple enemies in a row. So if they're all lined up, you dash forward. You then want to jump up because they're going to try and hit you, and then you dash back. Hmm. Uh, your health is hard to regen, which is, I think, good. It's not unfair, but the enemies will drop health packs every so often, but you have to grab them, and the stage is constantly scrolling. So you have to get it before it scrolls off screen. And you have to so and it I like stop to let you finish off the people on screen before it moves on. It's correct. Just they're, they're just movement. they're moving they're moving with you essentially. Right, so gotcha. you're you're running the whole time and then they're just following you along that yeah, path. It so it's fun. I I told I told you we uh we need to do two player on this because it's a lot of fun. Uh I wanna see what like the difference. I wasn't I played as an Ninjin. I didn't play as a Kai. I'm interested to see if a Kai has anything different. different. Um but Ninjin was a lot of fun to play and I'm gonna go back and finish it. I the I finished like I said the first boss and I'm on to like world two, I guess. Um, I don't know t- how many there are in total, but they give you combos. You get uh, health based on combos and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really interested to see where it goes. Good times. Um, the shop is really cool. Like I said, the, the corgi aspect is awesome, and the the story is quite clever and cute, and reminds me of old Sonic games, like with the nostalgia feel of like the story's not Talking great. Animals. Yeah, the story's not great, but it's serviceable because you're like you're saving carrots from what was the name Shogun Mo. <laughs> So, uh, next, I'm not going to go into this, but Destiny 2 Forsaken has come out. Uh, I know a lot of the group I play with is excited about that. I'm Divided still... Divided opinions on that, I think. I'm bit. still on the fence because Destiny doesn't... Destiny shouldn't make me pay to upgrade to fix it. But interestingly enough, game. Destiny 2 went free for PS Plus owners uh, like a week ago. Yep. That's, so that's, that's There's a reason for that. I wonder if the player base is dwindling a little bit. No, the, the, well, they do it, so you pay for this then. Yeah. So, Claws of Fury. Xbox One Enhanced. Or sorry, Xbox One X Enhanced. Punch and claw your way through 40 fast-paced levels of pure mayhem while honing your ninja cat skills to rescue your master from evil claws of the unknown enemy. Claws of Fury is a blend of action and classic arcade beat-em-ups with four distinct environments with unique enemies to battle. With multiple modes such as roguelike and arena and lockable outfits with unique bonuses, you have plenty of content to keep you coming back for more. So I had to choose. So well, Ninja Animals. Yeah, week. I was gonna say I had to choose between Claws because <laughs> I, I had to choose between Claws of Fury and Ninja. And Ninja to me looked more unique. The art style of Claws of Fury is kind of 
it's cool, but the, when I watched the trailer, it didn't catch my eyes as much. So when it comes to beat em ups, I was leaning toward Ninja. I've not played Claws of Fury, but I've heard all right things about it. It looks good. Um, from here. So it looks it looks good. I just yeah. had to pick my my Ninja animal beat em up. There's only one Ninja animal beat em up per week. Yes, I mean that's that's just the rule. Dimension Drive, the intense space shoot 'em ups. Shoot 'em up challenges you to fight across two battlefields on one split screen. Nice. Unlock and power up a variety of weapons, master advanced techniques like drift drive that lets you dodge bullets in a split second, or even flip into reverse drive to hit enemies when you, they least expect it. Play solo or via local co op partner. So is that a bullet hell? That's what it looks like. It looks like a bullet hell. I see a fuck ton of bullets on screen, so that's why I'm going with that. I'm going with bullet <laughs> hell. Yeah. Moonfall Ultimate. Moonfall Ultimate is a 2D side-scrolling action RPG set in an industrial gothic universe. Hack, slash, and cast your way through a a treacherous hand-painted world in solo, couch co-op, or endless arcade mode. Discover a story of of a once small kingdom now under the threat from so-called savages. And that savages is capitalized, meaning that's their name. The hunt, a mysterious element known... They hunt a mysterious element known as Lunarium, and you must protect the land at the front line. There's a lot of couch co-op games this week. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Couch co-op is not dead. Revival. Couch co-op is not dead. Yeah, yeah. Full blast. Humanity is on the verge of extinction due, in, due to an alien invasion, and it just so happens you're the last hope to save the world. Full blast is a vertical side, vertical scrolling shooter that brings a dose of nostalgia to gamers who spent many hours at their local arcade. It's not just an alien menace you have to be worried about, but their projectiles, but their projectiles you need to dodge if you hope to survive across the game's twelve random levels. Hmm. That's weird. That's a random. Like it's not just aliens you have to worry about. They have guns. They have too. guns as well. <laughs> There's another game I played, Elia, or Elia, however you say it, episode one, which means there's probably going to be more of these if this does well, Xbox One X Enhanced. In 2073, Earth was struck by a horrid childhood disease, and Elia's husband joins an expedition to colonize Solus, a, hab- a habitable exoplanet to save huma- humanity from extinction. The interstellar ship he was on, the Pilgrimage, went radio silent shortly after it reached the planet. Thirteen years later... Ilya joins a rescue mission to investigate the faith of the expedition in this surreal sci-fi adventure. So I played this, but this is definitely a Tom game. You think I would like it? Oh, I think you would. Um, it starts off, you're in a room, you have this voice talking to you, there's a crazy-ass storm going on outside, you go out, the first thing I did was look at myself in the mirror, because I just explored the thing. But when the story starts off, and it's where, if you watch the gameplay again on our channel, it's where the gameplay ends, because we weren't allowed to show anything after that, uh, you get a you get a phone call, power goes out, and then you get a, you get your flashlight, and you gotta go explore uh, the basement. Which that's when you were the like, base- fuck it, I'm at. Yep, I was like, flashlight, something's <laughs> gonna jump in me. That's pretty much how it goes. But this seems like something you would like. If you like, um... I would say like Gone Home, or if you like, uh, what's the what's the other one they did? They did another one too, uh, Tacoma. Oh, yeah. You you would like Elia. It's very similar in the vein of that. Where I was getting Mass combat, Effect vibes so. from it, but is it more horror than that? From what I played, there's there's it's an atmospheric horror. It's right. like Gone Home, where I don't think it's actually horror. It just it keep, keeps you on edge. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know because you don't know what's going on. King's Guard TD. Your tactic. I don't know. Your tactical knowledge to tip the scales of triumph in your favor in your favor to save the kingdom. Build towers, each with a different ability to lead your defense forces against difficult enemies. Fight across three different environments in three campaigns that offer an intense tower defense experience with 50 plus challenging and unique levels. It's tower defense. That's, That's what, what TD stands for. Yeah. Immortal Unchained Xbox One X Enhanced. Take on the role of a living weapon unleashed 
unleashed to stop the source of a cataclysmic event threatening to end all worlds in this challenging action RPG. Discover the secret of these worlds, master the unique but lethal gun combat, and defeat legendary bosses. It will require many harsh lessons to unlock this potential in an unforgiving universe full of murderous foes. That's right. Out of the box. Oh, there's a lot going on this uh, week. Yeah, I told you it's a big week, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna rip through these. <clears throat> Dive into a, wi- uh, into a wild story of gangsters and criminals and out of the box, a captivating thriller where you decide the fate of the peculiar customers of a luxurious nightclub in a never-ending race against the clock. Will you let the teenagers into the nightclub in exchange for money? Will you confront a wealthy client to save his girlfriend? Or will you work with the police to bring down the most powerful gangster in town? So this is like a, almost like a point-and-click adventure type yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what it looks like, it's point-and-click. I, I have not seen a trailer for it, but I, I would, that's what I would guess. Cool. Shalnor Legends, Sacred Lands. A young girl has traveled to the Sacred Lands, which is capitalized again because it's the name. Within this realm, she will be face she will face many challenges, fight dangerous monsters, and solve mysterious puzzles. Many have come to this land before, all in hopes of f- finishing the sacred trial, but none have succeeded. Will she fail like the others, or will she overcome the odds and return home? I'm gonna guess she's gonna overcome the odds and this return home. This couldn't look more like Zelda: Link to the Past if it tried right now. Look at that picture. Yeah, yeah. just updated Zelda. I mean, I'm assuming that the gameplay turns out to be quite different, but that particular screenshot they're using on the Xbox is, site there looks exactly yeah. like Zelda. Which yeah. is not a bad thing, by any I means. I mean, Zelda has influenced Zelda's a lot dope, of things. So, yeah. Another game I played, and this is actually going to be our spotlight this week. Siji, a fart for Melusina. Mel, Mel, I can never say that word. It's M-E-L-U-S-I-N-A. Melusina. Join Knight Siggy as he runs, jumps, and battles in his flatulent quest to save Melusina, the love of his life. Take down hordes of goofy enemies and crazy bosses, earn riches, find long lost holy artifacts, and make your way to the top of the mountain or top of Mount Stinkup. Mount Stinkup. Yes. Uh, we're, so bizarre. We're gonna go into this a little bit more. Like I said, this is my spotlight this week, but I I will give you a full opinion there, but I spoiler, I enjoyed it. Shock. Yeah. You liked a game about farts. I'm. Uh, oh, the farts had nothing to do with it. Confused. The fart. I didn't realize oh, it was I a fart know. game. I well, I knew it was a fart I game. I know what you liked. Uh, Arcade Islands Volume One. That means it's gonna be Volume Two potentially. Six exotic islands filled with games and treasures waiting for adventures of all skill levels. Explore these islands solo or invite a group of friends over the same local co-op and competitive gameplay. For some local co-op and competitive gameplay, collect treasure as you master all 33 games in your quest to be crowned ruler of the islands. It's quite a lot of games. 33. That's not bad. Yeah, for, like, but a they're probably not gonna be good. Arcade. NBA model. 2K19 20th Anniversary Edition. NBA Live 19. Not gonna talk about those. I am gonna talk about this because this is technically an indie game. NASCAR Heat 3. With more ways to race than ever before, NASCAR Heat 3 helps you build your own race team and compete in the Extreme Dirt Tour in the newly expanded career mode. <coughs> Prove you're the best driver in the world in new online tournaments and with new at-track stories mean anything can happen on race day. Plus, all your favorite modes are back and better than ever, like split screen, challenge, championship, 40-player online, and more. I'm super pumped about this game. So NASCAR games kind of sucked there for a little while when EA dropped it, and then they had a couple developers and publishers do it. And you can see tell by the title, they're on the third game with this publisher and developer. You, I believe, was it NASCAR Heat 2 that yes. you played when yep. we did the 24-hour yes. stream? And this is added. Gotcha. This is I'm getting. We're getting back to what the NASCAR games were that I remember in like 2000 between 2003 to 2006 ish, which in my opinion was the height of like the NASCAR games. Uh, NASCAR Thunder 2003 is arguably the best game that ever exists when it comes to NASCAR. Uh, 2006 did a lot when it came to playing the other the other uh, series. So you have the Craftsman trucks, you have the 
modified, which is, uh, what are they called now? The Extreme Dirt Tour in here, because they probably don't get licensed, and then the Xfinity Series. So I'm excited to have this. Uh, me and our buddy Tim at work have talked about it. He's probably going to pick it up. We're probably going to race each other. But I'm just happy that there's good NASCAR games again, because it's been a while. I'm happy that you're happy. It's been a while. And finally, Dead Age. We're going to go from NASCAR to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse with Turn-Based Combat and perma- Permanent Death. Manage survivors, go on dangerous scavenging hunts, build alliances, craft equipment, make difficult story-influenced decisions, defend your camp against undead hordes, and experience all the near roguelike elements. That's a long sentence. <laughs> An innovative indie survival RPG. Looks like a mobile game. It does. Doesn't looks, it? Looks like a mobile game that got Looks ported. like Walking Dead, the mobile game. Yes. So that's Xbox. So the, the big ones, I'm going to say, there's, there's quite a few of them, but I would say uh, Planet Alpha... The ones you should check out, Planet Alpha, Shadow's Awakening, Ninjin, uh, Claws of Fury, maybe, I don't know. It looks all right, but I've not played it. Uh, Elia, or Elia, I would say, Out of the Box looked interesting, too. Siji, NASCAR Heat, if you're a NASCAR fan. And, yeah, there's quite a few on Xbox this week. It's doing all right. Let's move on to PlayStation. Do it. PlayStation has the, sim- if the same games. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to say they're there. I'm not going to repeat it. Has... Welcome to PlayStation with this name already. 428 Shinobia. Shibuya. Shibuya. Shin- I don't know. Shinobia. Shinobia. Scramble. Shibuya. Shibuya. A, ki- a kidnapping in Shibuya brings together a detective, a journalist, a former gang leader, a big farmer researcher, and a part timer struck stuck in a cat costume for a series of unexpected events. Can they, or the city itself, make it through the day? I will watch the trailer for this. This sounds like a Tom game. I will debatedly pick it up, just based on the fact that there's a guy in a cat costume. Arcade Arcade Islands Volume 1 is on PS4. Destiny is on PS4. Dimension Drive. This is the same bullet hell, but different artwork. It gives you a different vibe, which is kind of interesting. Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Dragon. This, I'm super excited for. Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, follows the perilous journey of the hunted hero who must uncover the mystery of his fate and help with his care, help with the help of his charismatic companions. I mean, companions. that's the that's the fucking detail for every single yes. JRPG ever made. But Dragon Age gets a bad rap because Dragon Age is like a more kid-friendly version of Final Fantasy, where the characters are a bit more cartoony and like everything's just generally a bit more cartoony. But they're so well put together. Um, every single Dragon Age I've ever played, including the like the sprite-based ones over to the 3D-based ones, mm-hmm. has been fantastic. So the only downside to it is it is a $60 game. Um, so, you know, you do have to have... The Elusive Age has that elusive price. Yeah, and, I, and you know, there's another game coming out this week that this might week. be more deserving of your $60. Uh, Full Blast is also on uh, PS4 and it's on PS Vita. Cross by if you have a Vita. I was going to yell at that artwork, and then I saw the fish behind him. Yeah. It's like a six. Uh, Immortal Unchained is coming to PS4. Marvel Spider Man, which is the big hitter this week, is coming out. And all the reviews have dropped at this point, whip, and whip, whip. it's been very well received. Yeah. I'm seeing nines, nine and a half, and I've not seen a 10 yet, but nine and nine and a half. I don't to me think is, it's perfect by any means. Uh, I there's not enough puddles for people. Yeah, no, no puddle dynamics is, uh, yeah. is all. Moonfall Ultimate is coming to PS4. NASCAR Heat 3 is coming to PS4. NBA Live. Ninja Clash of Carrots is on PS4 as well, so you can pick it up there. And Planet Alpha, Shadows Awakening, Siji, and then an exclusive to PS4 here, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Grab a friend and enter SN- SNK Mat- or SNK Dream Match in this frenetic fighting party game featuring SNK's iconic heroines in this brand new t- 2v2 fighting game. I'm assuming SNK is a brand. Yeah. 
I don't know what it stands for. I don't either. But, yeah. but that's it. And then you get a couple of VR the, games this week. Uh, Zone so. of the Enders is regular and VR, by the way. So you cool. might want to mention that real quick. <sighs> Tom wants me to mention Zone of the Enders, the second runner. Dash Mars. I'm pretty sure it's both. It says PSVR on there, but when I was on the In 4K website, and full VR, enter the orbital frame of yeah. Jahuti's cockpit and fly through the Martian skies. It's Jahuti. That is the stupidest name, though. Jahuti or no, Zone, Zone of Enders, Enders second Mars? second runner hyphen Mars with an upside down A. Yeah. Is ridiculous. Also, the upside down A is a different font than everything else. Yeah. Because so. why not? But then, similar to, to Xbox, the big yeah. ones are the Sigi. A lot of cross. Ninjin. There's a lot of cross cross going on there, cross-pollination. The only different one is the, the Japanese ones. Ramble. Basically, SNK and 428. Yes. Uh, moving on to Switch. And Switch is getting a bunch of stuff like everything else this week. Uh, some of these have come out on other platforms. Actually, I think most of them come out on other platforms at this point. A lot of popular indie games. Uh, so, remember, they're bringing us 20 to 30 a week, Tom. Yeah. There's not quite that this week. But no. But they, a lot of these were announced at that recent Nindies thing that yes. they did where they were hyping up. I, I could see a, I won't yep. spoil them, but go ahead. So, Broforce coming out. 15 bucks for there. For Solid that. Game. Gone Home, 15 bucks. Hyperlight Drifter Special Edition, $20. Kentucky Robo Chicken. <laughs> That's a new one. Never heard of it. It's $2.50. Lifeless, Only on Switch. Lifeless Planet Premier Edition, $20. Oh, God. Chicano Soul Eater. Yeah, you got it. $13.99. SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, $49.99. Guess it's not a, a PlayStation exclusive. Though. No. Full Blast, $5.99. Mummy Pinball is $1.99. NBA 2K19, 20th edition. Siji. So if you're going to buy, if you have a Switch and you're going to buy Siji, buy it here. And I'm going to explain why again later on in the thing. But Siji is a Switch game through and through. I think so. Yes. I agree. Uh, and then last but not least, super inefficient golf. And let me read the description on this page for you, Tom, because it is super inefficient. <laughs> How inefficient? So first of all, the name, it's just a super inefficient. It's eight bucks. There's like seven screenshots, and then it says, boom, birdie. <laughs> Super inefficient golf on t- builds on top of the most inefficient game ever conceived by making it less efficient. Drop your silly golf stick and start using exploding mines to guide your ball. Place them, choose the right timing, and boom, birdie. Boom goes. We actually watched the trailer for this, and it... It legit looks it's, good. It's stupid, but in a good way. Yeah, so essentially, like... As you're playing, you're playing like mini golf, kind of. I mean, you are playing mini golf. It's not kind of. You are playing mini yeah. golf. There's well, obstacles in the way. The courses way. are a little bit, you know, more hectic than actual mini golf. Well, have you ever played mini, mini golf? Come on, man. Not good mini golf. Uh, but you get to strap different variations of like mines and stuff to your golf ball before you like you know blow it off the tee, and then so you can like blow it into a wall and spring off the wall and then like blow it directly down into the green so you don't go off. And there's like or you hit it into barrels, it's, TNT. It's almost like a puzzle golf game because mm-hmm. I mean there's a lot of thought that's got to go into getting that ball from A to B. Um, but it does look legitimately good, and the graphics are pretty sweet. Like yeah. I honestly thought I was pretty impressed, and the music was pretty cool. So I'm all for it. It's eight dollar game. It's exact. It's priced yeah. right, and I think eight it's, bucks. Do it. The only concern I have is it's single player. Well, it's a golf game. Yeah, know. but local co-op. But would it's have like been, it's not even like a fun local, like local co-op would be local co-op would have been nice. I guess it depends on how many buttons you need for the uh, all the mines and everything. I, can't, I guess it can't be that many. Two controllers. I was thinking the Joy Cons because every local co-op game they do relies on the Joy Cons, which really only have like two buttons or so to use if you're doing it. Well, they have the shoulder buttons. Yeah. You have the face buttons. Yeah, maybe. You have the joystick. You have like 10 buttons on that controller. 
I mean, it doesn't. You feel have the like four face buttons. You have the I two barely front hold ones, the and you have. It feels, the, it feels like a, a joystick for ants. Yes, I agree. It's small, but there is like ten buttons on the controller. Yeah, I just think it'd be. So, well, guys, it would add to the inefficiency. Yes, <laughs> so there you that's go. your roundup for this week of new releases on Xbox, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, moving on to the heart and meat and soul of this podcast, the details right after this. If you've enjoyed any of the Xbox games you've seen on our channel, please be aware that we are actually affiliated with Microsoft. So you can click this link down in the description there and purchase any of these awesome games, and it actually helps out the channel. We'd really appreciate it. So moving on to the details, Tom. Uh, in detail number one, fun fact, all these details, like I said before, are from our website. If you go to level2gamers.com, you know all these exist already. But detail number one is actually something that I saw uh, in a Facebook group that somebody pointed out. PS4 seen in PUBG Xbox or Xbox video on YouTube. So it's the is the Weird. Xbox channel. Yeah. And in the channel they are highlighting PUBG because of the developer interview. And in the background there's a PS4. Yeah. Oversight, I think. Oversight. <clears throat> so this is actually my write-up, everybody. Authored by Keegan at LoveTGamers.com. Let's see if you can read it better than someone else's. Today on the official uh, YouTube nope. nope. <laughs> Today on the official it should say Xbox YouTube account. YouTube Xbox account, they released a video called PUBG, The Road to 1.0 on Xbox One. One sharp eye viewer saw a PS4 in the background at the 54 second mark. Does this confirm that PUBG is coming to PS4? What do you think? You can watch the whole video on the channel here. So I get a link on the page. If you click that, you can see on the on the news link, I have it highlighted with a white circle. It's literally just a PlayStation sitting there so that what what's your thoughts? Uh, I think the I think at some point they were testing it and they might still be testing it, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I have always me. thought that PUBG is going to wind up on the PlayStation. I mean, honestly, the concern I have is by the time it gets there, it's already lost so much steam momentum. No pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah, that I kind of uh, I don't think many people. I mean, people will play it. Uh, but I don't think people are going to care as much. I mean, it really, by the time it hits PlayStation, it needs to be not just 1.0, it needs to be like 1.5. Like, it needs to be so fucking polished and so mm -hmm. smooth, and the frame rates need to be sick, and the controls need to feel better, and the maps need to be updated. Like, everything needs to feel perfect. It Otherwise, won't. it's going to flop. It won't. Yeah, so it's it's sad, but the PlayStation community uh, has largely latched onto Fortnite over PUBG anyway because we were the last to get it, and then we have stuff like Daisy, not Daisy, uh, H1Z1, that one. Mm -hmm. uh, people have been playing that quite a bit, so I do think it'll have an audience. But I, I think that once people play it, if it's at all like garbage to them as far as any aspect of it, controls like lag, anything like that, they're just going to go back move, to Fortnite. Move next, yeah. Yeah. Detail number two, and I'm excited about this one. Team 17 announces the Escapist Complete Edition coming to Switch. Oh, fun. Today, Team 17 has announced the Escapist is coming to the Nintendo Switch later this year in a complete edition. It'll feature all base maps plus nine new ones, including a never released on console. Nice. So you get one extra one that was never released on console. There was quite a lot of console. DLC for those. Yes. Yeah. And this is the first Escapist, not Escapist 2. So yeah. these original Escapists. So it does not have the... <clears throat> but it does mean that does they have could multiplayer. potentially yes. do Escapist 2. But they don't have multiplayer and all that. So the Escapist Complete Edition features 15 unique prisons to escape from minimal security of center perks to the harsh of Stalag Flock POW Camp that is the most content-packed version of the Escapist ever released on console. Includes all DLC packs including Alcatraz, Escape Team, Duct Tapes Are Forever, Santa's Sweatshop, and First Peak Correctional Facility, which was previously exclusive to PC. Multi multiple ways to escape. A variety of different methods to bust your way out, including digging your way out of prisons, 
digging out and prison takeovers. I can I can't read right now. Ten different jobs. Take on take on prison jobs to fund your fiendish plans, including laundry, janitor, metal shop, kitchen, tailor, deliveries, and gardener. Deep crafting system. Gather the necessary items you'll need to craft items for your escape. Craft tools such as cutters, shovels, sheets, ro- sheet rope, and weapons such as sock mace, comb blade, or cup of molten chocolate. So, The Escapist is a very well thought out game. My only thing about it, and the thing that I think will hinder it a tiny bit on Switch, is that it is really long to play. Like To each- escape. To escape, yeah. I you mean, can I, do sections. I'm sure you, you can, like, save here that. and there and everything. But, like, I felt like even when we were playing it on stream, I was like, fuck me, this is taking forever. Because, like, you would try it, you'd fail, you'd try, you'd fail, you'd try, you'd fail. And, like, the whole sort of dynamic of having to go to the jobs and having to do this and that and the other means there's not a whole lot of time for you to just kind of wander around and try and figure out the best right of that's, escape. Or what but you that's the truth. That's how prison actually would be, though. No, yeah, I'm not saying I get it. it's a good game. My only concern is that on a Switch, the Switch is almost built for for smaller bites of games like but, we're talking about CG's like a pretty like all the level But if you if you're doing that. this in chunks so say you're trying to find so in the game you're going to spend day 1 of you seeing what the routine of it or day 1 and 2 what the routine is that you're going to get to so you get it down and then from there you'll be like okay now what I need to do I need to collect stuff so maybe I'll make sure I collect my comb and all this kind of stuff that I need then I'll stop there. But wouldn't you think that leaving that game for any period of time would leave you as lost as leaving like an RPG for any period of time? When you come back, you're like, oh, I think it's I think it's simple enough that no, okay, because you can't carry that much. That's the thing is you're not going, you're not hundreds of hours in. You're maybe an hour in, right? So that's if you fair. can't, remember, I feel like I personally would lose the way. If but you can't remember an I'm hour. Very, you got, I'm not very good with memory, so yeah. I would, I would, I probably won't pick it up for that. But I do like it on PS, and I do like playing it in in longer stints than yeah. I would on a Switch. Detail number three: Prison Architects Escape Mode DLC out now on PS4. Over on the PlayStation blog, Tom Paladino, 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 Paladino. Petalino, I don't know what his name is, a game designer for Prison Architect, announced that the new Escape Mode DLC being, is being released today. This was a couple days ago. In, in the Escape Mode, you take on the role of an inmate and try to escape by forming a crew, bribing, by forming a crew, bribing guards, and developing your, your skills to execute a masterful escape plan. You can try and escape your own prison or try your luck of, at one of the thousands communities have made up ready to download from the world of Wardens. That's kind of fun. So, so the prison architect becomes the escapist. Yes. Yeah. So two things I want to say here. Thing number one, uh, if you have Xbox Live this month, it is the free game, and it includes this DLC. Oh, that's good. So if, you, if, the, if the Xbox version is the complete version, um, actually it may not be, uh, maybe it's Game Pass. One of the two. It's either Game Pass or Xbox Live. I don't know for sure which one is one of the two services. Uh, has it includes everything. So I started playing it, and I was like, ooh, this is actually kind of fun. Um, this is um, like inverse. By the way, guys, if you need to pick up an Xbox Game Pass or Xbox Live, you can go down into the description below and hit our link as Microsoft Affiliates. That's correct. We're Microsoft Affiliates. So you can uh, click that and purchase Prison Architect from there, and it will help the channel as well as you get to play an awesome game, um, which I think is is worth doing. If you want to help us out, you don't have to, but if you feel like it, who's there? Uh, check it real quick to see if it's... Or which one it's on? Yeah. 
I would say um, Game Pass is worth it anyway. They just released the uh, was it the Halo collection on that? It's gold. It's free with gold. Okay, so if you have your gold, then you get this for free. So I mean, I guess it doesn't help us out anyway. But uh, you know, if you, if you don't get it in time and you want to pick it up later, or you're watching this podcast way way late, uh, hit that affiliate link and help us out. Yep. Love you. So I'm excited about that though, because like this game is like the inverse escapist. I think it's funny because you're like you're trying to escape, and then you're trying to keep them in, and now you're trying to escape again. Yeah. So it's like the escapist in a uh, game mode. And you get to design the prison, or there's probably some really good ones on the uh, on the, the download. St- yeah. yeah. So you can design one and share it and piss your friends off like Mario Maker, or you can just if you're like you that doesn't like designing shit, you just download all the the ones I that are already pre-made. Shit. Cool. Detail number four. Daisy hits Xbox Game Preview. It's finally here. Daisy is making its long-awaited arrival to consoles, starting with Xbox Today, and this was a couple days ago again, as part of Xbox Game Preview program. With it, eventually, in quotes, coming to PS4. Daisy is is Xbox One enhanced and includes 4K support. You can pick up Daisy. We have a link on our website for thirty nine ninety nine in Xbox Game Preview, but at full launch will be forty nine ninety nine. Um, well, why do I start with this? First of all, wasn't this supposed to be a PS four exclusive? No, I thought it was. never was. Okay, well, it was announced on a PS four stage as coming to console for the first time. Probably. Um, but PlayStation secondly, doesn't doesn't do early access. I think it's gonna have the exact same problem that PUBG will have on PlayStation, uh, which is the fact that it's been out so long, it's so established, that I just don't think people are going to care that much. Well, people uh, don't care about DayZ now on Steam. That's what I'm saying. So I, I feel like it's a dead game that might get revitalized a little bit, but uh, the problem with DayZ was always that there was the... It was kind of similar to the problem with Ark, where there would be people that would just work in teams that just fuck everybody's day up. Well, the... You know. Yeah. And I've never I played Daisy, so I, don't I know can see that about getting it. rampant, and then people just being like, "Well, this isn't fun," and then just stop playing. And it's not fun when there's no one playing that you can fuck with. So those people will leave as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a fifty-fifty. It might, it might, because they said it's like four K, Xbox X enhanced, all that yep. kind of fun stuff. So um, you know, uh, at least it'll be pretty and preferably run smooth. But um, we'll see. And another detail number five: another game that is coming from PC to console. The Forest, to launch on PS4 on November 6th. This will fare better. Today, over on the PlayStation blog, a couple days ago, I feel like I need to state that every time, <laughs> Anna Terakova, one of the developers working on The Forest, announced the release date of November 6th, along with an overview of the game, including how she feels the multiplayer is the best way to play. Speaking about multiplayer, Terakova said, quote, we originally focused on the game as a single-player-only experience, but fans fans of the game encouraged us to implement a multiplayer mode. Set set us set out as wait set out as up set out as up to four. That adds on a horror. Dads. That's not it. Yeah, on a that's horror a adventure to find you. <laughs> oh no, that's set up as four dads on a, as a horror adventure finding immersing kids. Oh, jo- yeah, jo- so you're you're trying to find your kid. Join together with your friends to build, swim, and mess around with the turtle shell sledding in the snow. We now feel multiplayer is the best way to experience the forest, playing with up to three of your other friends for the ultimate ho- horror survival experience. All the trailers of this look good. The only thing that makes me not want to play it is the crafting. 
I hate it. Yeah, the horror part makes me not want to play it. <laughs> so it's a game for none of us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks solid. Like it, it honestly. When it first came out, it had a lot of had a lot of hype behind it. It looks great, I, and I'm sure I would enjoy it if it if it was just like survive the night in the forest. Like, but the fact you have to build up your own little base and everything, like I'm never into that, dude. Like I just I can't. Oh, dude, I, I love that. That's well, my maybe part. you can play that part, and I'll just like kill things, and then like when it's daylight again, you can come back out and build more stuff, and then <laughs> pass me the controller to kill things. No, and then... that's that's not how that works. Yeah, it could be. You get your materials and collect. It's a whole thing, Tom. Right. But that's our details this week. So detail number one, PS4 scene and PUBG video on, on the Xbox YouTube channel. Fail. Detail number two, Team 17 announces the Escapist Complete Edition coming to Nintendo Switch. Good times. Detail number three, Prison Architect Escape Mode out now on PS4. Better times. Detail number four, DayZ hits Xbox One game preview. Yeah. And detail number five, The Forest to launch on PS4 November 6th. Should be good. So there's lots of new games coming. Lots of, lots of indie games coming. Yeah, it's good to see. So, the indies have really taken over, haven't they? Yeah. So, so let's go in. And let's speaking of indies, let's spotlight one. We're going to spotlight Siji, a fart for Messalcina. Messalcina. I can never fucking say that word. Messalcina. Fart for that place that we're trying, for fart that person. For, for that yeah, lady we're trying to save. After we'll this. be right back after this. Welcome back, and uh, I understand that Not your favorite hobby, uh, which is farting, uh, usually next to me, has <laughs> been turned into a game of some some description. Well, uh, kind of. Kind of. Uh, and that is Siji, a fart for Mulusina. Messalina? Uh, M- Medusa. And, uh, John Cena? I was here when you played it, so I yeah. can talk to it as well a little bit, but I'd love to hear your so thoughts. So I'm going to read the official description here, and then we're going to go from there. Go for it. So super tight gameplay. A wonderful pixel graphics <laughs> makes Siji a lighthearted and, love, and loving 8-bit adventure to enjoy. Join Knight Siji as he runs, jumps, and battles in a flatulent quest to save Musselina. We're going to call her Mel. Saves Mel. The love of his life. Take down the hordes of goofy enemies and crazy bosses. Earn riches. Find the long-lost holy artifacts and make your way up to the top of Mount Stinkup. 8-bit pixel, eight pixel graphics and chiptune soundtrack, which is awesome. Detailed animation, parallax, parallel, parallelax, parallelax backgrounds. Parallax. Parallax. Backgrounds. Background, solid game design, hordes of goofy enemies and a forgettable boss fight, secret caverns full of loot, and long lost artifacts, trading cards coming soon. Really? And that's what it said, trading cards coming soon. That can't be real. Well, probably trading cards in the game, not real oh, physical trading yeah, cards. Collect all the hidden treasures and to 100% the game. Platformer junkies and speedrunners could finish the game in around 30 minutes. For everyone else, completing the story mode, it'll take roughly an hour. Be aware, aiming for 100% of the game will put you to the test. Are you a standard player or a gamepad master? So, my opinions on this. First things first, it feels like a Super Nintendo game Mm. in all the best ways. Um, So we talk a lot of times when you go back to play a game, you have the rose-tinted glasses of, like... Is the game really that good, or is it just a product of its time? If you ever go back and play, go- yeah, if you ever go back to like GoldenEye, you'll realize how bad that game is when it comes to controls. But we didn't have dual analog sticks or dual sticks at that point, so that you had to use the C buttons, and they used with what used what they had. Um, this game feels like a game from that era, but with updated controls. And one of the first things when we were playing it, because like you said, you're here. Uh, we actually recorded it last week. 
uh, when you were here watching me, one of the things I kept saying is the controls are super tight, which is the important part of a platformer, is that you don't want to fight the controls. Um, so, a couple things about the game. Every level, you spell Sigi, S-I-G-I, and you have... Uh, it's like Skate in Tony Hawk. Yes, and you, I don't know what... It gives you a life and other things as yeah. you go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is, throughout the world, there's hidden puzzles and hidden things you can find, so... Like uh, as we call them. Yes. So you have a you have a weapon at any point in time. A lot of times it's just like the just a shoot, but you can get power ups as, as time goes along to have like a three shot or have a burst shot or have a big shot or chicken. have a have a gun or, or not a, a gun a grenade. Isn't it like a chicken drumstick at one point. Maybe it's exploding. Probably. Um, but like you said, you can then do the Donkey Kong hole in the wall. And what what I really like about it is it doesn't show you where those holes are, but mm. you can take you, guess. Yeah, you just like kind of blagged across one at one point and you're like oh shit like, yeah this has they're, like, they're secrets so now i'm gonna look yeah. for these um the enemy enemy variety is is pretty varied from what i played you have a lot of a lot of zombies a lot of little little creature things um plants plants animals zombies there's a variety of, of enemy types and they're all different enough to keep it interesting yes and they have different abilities like the the one plant i don't know what it's called but it spits like a, a bomb at you so you have to be careful when you're shooting uh, to not obviously hit that bomb and does a lot of damage. You have three hearts. You get hearts by killing enemies. They'll drop them, and or at the end of level you can get them, or you can hundred coins get it as well. Yeah. Well, that give you another life. life. That's yeah, another life. Yeah. So three hearts give you a life, and then once you're out of lives, I would love to see what the game over screen is. I'm sure it's just him farting. <laughs> so where the fart comes in is you're on this adventure to save the love of your life, whatever Mel, whatever her name is. Uh, she's a mermaid. And at the end, yeah, she's a mermaid. So at the end of every level. You, you do this little jig because you end up at a cart. I'd never figure out what that cart was. It looks like a hot dog stand. Yeah, it's a hot dog with. stand. And you just go, and it does it with music. Yeah. And it's so stupid, but it's so cl- like it's It's funny. It didn't get annoying, which yeah. is the part that that got me. Like, yeah, it's always like, kind of like, I don't know why you're doing that, yeah. but it is making me laugh, yes. so please continue. Yes. Yeah. Um, as, the, as it said here in the description, you can finish the game if you're speedrunning about 30 minutes, but it's about an hour, hour and a half, depending how good you are at platforming and all that kind of stuff. And if you want 100% the game, there's a lot of things that go involved with it. The boss fights. So I fought three bosses so far. Each one has been different. Um, the Good sign. Yeah, the issue I have with the boss fights, though, is I feel like it's just a slog right. in the aspect of you just want to save up your hearts and have a lot of lives because even when you die and you lose a life you spawn right back there and the boss doesn't gain any health back it's just literally if i have more hearts than him i'll win um and some of the bosses felt like they felt cheap with the way they hit me i didn't have a chance to like avoid their projectile or whatever they whatever their gimmick was i didn't have a chance to avoid it or have to avoid it and then attack i felt like i had to do one or the other i couldn't do both so that was probably the big like downside to me is I felt like the boss fight was could have been way more fun and way more inventive. It's like a regular enemy with a fuck ton of health and Well they no they were cheap. they were different. Well I know they were but I'm saying like it kind of feels like they were They the no the well the big issue is that the gimmicks health. they used just felt cheap to the player as in like you couldn't counter them versus like think about um I'm going to compare it to like Donkey Kong Country so, uh, granted that, I guess that's a 2D technically with the 3D sprites, but Donkey Kong Country, the first boss in Donkey Kong Country is Neki with the, the bird that goes, bam, and you jump on his head. That's cool. You then go on and you eventually fight King K. Rule. He has his, you jump on his head. You have then the barrels that go along and avoid, avoid him. You have, um, I'm trying to think of the, there's another one I'm missing. Uh, there's a, there's a couple birds in there. I'm trying to think of other enemies in there, but 
the they have the same mechanic but slightly different based on the patterns they do and i feel like in this the patterns are so varied and so non-uniform that at times you can't you learn the pattern for that boss but even if you learn the pattern you can't avoid it right if that makes sense so like for neki and, and donkey kong country he spits the the whatever they are at you the almonds probably coconuts actually at you and you can avoid them but in this game you can't like there was one where the guy was in a, a tractor or a truck of some sort and he would drive towards you and like i can't jump over you like this is not physically possible so what do I do? I'm going to take a hit and I'm just going to shoot you in the back multiple times because yeah. I have I have the invincibility frames for 20 seconds or like a second. So that part sucked. Um, but other than that, I really liked it. Like you said, the, the soundtrack was amazing. I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Uh, the the fart mechanic, if it's called that, I, it doesn't even have anything to do with gameplay. It's just literally just Yeah, that just was what kind of blew, blew me. No, no pun intended. pun intended. <laughs> blew me off a little bit about it was that it was uh, like, I honestly thought that like, th- since it's in the title and since like he does it like right at the beginning of the game and because he does it at the end of every level that at some point that would become some kind of a power. And it still might, I guess. You haven't played the whole game yet, but I mean, you played a lot of it for an hour-long game, so uh, it doesn't appear to be like even if it was just like some sort of area of effect attack or mm-hmm. something, you know, like where just don't want to go near you. Uh, that would be a funnier, and b like it would actually make the title make more sense. But it's just like like it's a really really solid uh, 2D platformer yes. that just has like a theme that isn't really coherent. Would be my my thoughts on it, and I've only I didn't actually play it. I only watched you play it, but it seemed like, like I got the idea of what was going on, but like I just didn't get how the farting and everything tied tied into into everything else. Like other than somebody's like, let's make a fart game. Yeah, other than they just wanted to put fart in the title of their game, which is fine. Um, More power to you. But at the same time, like you wish it was a game. You wish it was you wish it was a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, it would have worked. It really would have worked. And I, I, and again, I can't stress enough how good the gameplay from a platforming standpoint is because that is so hard to get right a lot of the times and when you have a bad platformer you know you have a bad platformer so the controls are awesome the jumps always felt good i mean obviously each game has its own kind of weight to it when you jump you you feel it uh but i felt like it caught on pretty quickly the enemies would be that moment of like one would hit you and you're like oh that's what you do solve that problem and then avoid it from that point forward. And it forward. did feel a little bit like a cross between Mario and Sonic with the way it was presented as well in terms of coin collecting and then mm-hmm. also the level layout and that kind of stuff. Like it was I really like the secret like to me the secrets is what takes this from like a meh game to like a really good game. Yeah. Um not really good, but a a, a good game. Yeah. I won't yeah, it I won't say like we don't give things grades, but this is not going to be like a game of the year. This is one of those games that you'll sit down for an hour, hour Fun and a half for a couple and, bucks. and finish it. Yeah. yeah. On Steam, it's $3. So it's not, as of recording, it's not out yet, but I'm guessing it's going to be a similar price on console. Mm. Um, but it's well worth it. I mean, it's one of those things that, one of those games that pleasantly surprised me because I looked at it as, and I think... I can't remember if you're the one who requested the code. And you're like, by the way, you got that. I can't yeah, remember. I requested yeah, it. Like, it said fart this. in the title, so I figured you'd like it. And I actually ignored it because I was like, oh, this doesn't look that good. I'm glad you've requested it because it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, this is one of those pleasant surprises that happens every so often. And I'm excited to actually finish the game. I'm about half, a little over halfway. If you look, I'm looking at the map here. But if you look at the map, I'm right before the next boss. Hmm. So I finished one boss. I have a, or I finished, I guess, two mini bosses and one big boss. I have the next big boss to attack. So, but yeah. Uh, Siji, a fart for Musulcina. Musulcina. Mel. Melusina. Melusina. For Mel. Or Mel. Or Mel. A fart for Mel. 
A fart for some. Nicholas Flamel. I would recommend it. It's on every platform. You can get it on uh, PS4, Xbox, You Steam, said to Switch. us earlier you were going to tell us why we Nicholas. should get it on Switch. Why should we get it on Switch? Because it's level-based. It feels like Nintendo and NES game. Okay. That's the that's it, it. If you love this, the Nintendo Super Nintendo vibe of like Super Mario World, which is what I get a lot of vibes of. Uh, yeah, get it on Switch. Um, partially because it's level based, so when you're on the road, you can finish level, and each level takes what maybe two three minutes. Not long. Yeah, yeah they're not huge. By any they're means. not huge, but if you exploring, it'll take a little bit longer. Like the like I said, if you're trying to hundred percent the game, it'll take longer. Uh, there's some levels where I didn't find all the letters, so I want to go back and replay those, and so on and so forth. So. But yeah, played on played on Switch for that reason. But if you don't have a Switch, it's I played it on uh, PlayStation, had no issues with it. So cool. But yeah, that is CG a fart for Mulusunu from Mel. <laughs> fart for Mel Mulusina, uh, and we'll be right back with our question of the week right after this. Hey, you're going to pre-order the next Halo, the next Gears, and the next Forza anyway, right? If you use the link down below, it's our affiliate link, and you can actually help us out in the process by getting games you're already going to get. So click that link down there, and we greatly appreciate it, and we love you guys. Wow. So our question this week, Tom, yep. is I, w- I was thinking because a lot of the games I played were on Xbox this week, which I'm normally a PlayStation guy, uh, like unusually a number of games on Xbox. Uh, the Sigi was the only one I think I played on PlayStation this week. So my question is, do you think Xbox has taken over indies from PlayStation? Um, I'm excluding Switch because I think Switch, we can both agree that Switch is kind of the dominant force right now when yeah. it comes to getting good indie games. Hands down. Um, but I, I would argue that PlayStation, at the beginning of this generation, was the king of indie games. And now that they're on top, I feel like they don't focus as much on those as they do other things. So... I'll let you go first, and I'll have my rebuttal for you, and then we'll argue back and forth. Can't wait. Um, No, you are absolutely right about the Switch. I think the Switch is sort of hands down at this point the indie game console. Um, So it is is interesting that we're kind of talking about PlayStation versus Xbox here. Um, But I think that... uh, Part of it's because PlayStation... Switch just needs more time to catch up install base wise, but I think they will. Right, and I think that's kind of it, that's kind of the point that you're making in a way for me is that I think Xbox is catching up well. I don't. So, I think personally that PlayStation has been focusing on bigger titles lately. They've made an obvious point of that. Like when they did the E3 presentation, rather than Mm -hmm. going the route of showing like a million games, they took a risk. Uh, It was, it half paid off, I think, because I still would rather have seen uh, a full game show. But the stuff they did show was absolutely incredible, and the they showed a lot of the it. The only so. issue with that conference was they made people move from point A to point that B. That was weird. They, yeah, the whole thing was weird. But I get it. Like but they wanted to try and build like this yeah. kind of vibe for people that but were if you actually take, But if you take it out, like the games they showed are were amazing. I think if you were there, it would have been more fun. Well, but, even people um, that were there said it was weird. Yeah. Well, you know, because it took forever. Uh, but I think that. Um, I think that they've they have honestly sort of put their cards on the table and said, hey, you know what we do really well? Fucking AAA, like, solo adventures. So that's, like, what we're going to talk about for a while. I don't think they've abandoned indie games necessarily because there's still, like, every single week that um, games come out, there's still, like, this maybe, if you're lucky, one or two AA's, maybe a AAA, and the rest is indies. 
Um, those indies have questionable quality control. Mm -hmm. That much is definitely true. But a lot of these games that are coming out uh, are multi-platform anyway. Like the games that we've been talking about, like we, you did the Xbox uh, new releases first this week, mm -hmm. and and, you every, know, and half of it was on every, PlayStation. Yeah, as well. pretty much every one except for like two or three were already on the PlayStation on the same day. So um, it's not so much a case necessarily of them taking over i think catching up adequately is a better way to put it i do think they have a secret weapon which i'm sure you're going to bring up um mm -hmm. in game pass but i think that uh right now playstation has a slight edge with the japanese titles oh they always don't will. go anywhere near they um, always will they have um i mean those are there's a lot of indie stuff there but there's also a lot of bigger stuff but i think that because they have that market as well they're always going to have essentially an extra part of the world that they can source games from which uh xbox tends not to do they tend to focus more on on america even phil spencer's come out and said one of the things they wish they did better at launch was focus on the japanese market yeah because like there's still a huge fan base for japanese games and, and you know and they're not for everyone for sure like they're super fucking weird for the most part but um the ones that do come out are really fun and mm. uh, playstation already has those kind of on lock so i would say that um i'd say it's more a case of them catching up could they potentially take over in the future sure mm -hmm. but i think right now they're just getting to a point where it's fair or even or close to it so my take on it, as you said, I'm bringing up Games Pass, and that's kind of me. The, the There's a couple things going on at Microsoft, and I, I think right now, like you said, I think it's fair to say that they are not surpassing Sony, but I think if Sony doesn't do anything, they will. Yeah. Uh, reason being, two things. One, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you heard, but they announced Xbox All Access, which through their retail stores, you can get an Xbox One or, Expo, or Xbox oh, One yeah, S or yeah, Xbox yeah, One yeah. X, including two years of Game Pass and two years of Xbox Live with a monthly fee like you do your phone. At the, end, you, at the end, you own it. Smart. So that means everybody that does that has Xbox Game Pass. And I'm going to go through some of these. These are just ID at Xboxes, which is their indie yeah. thing of titles that are on here. Some you may have heard of, some you might not have. Um, Manual Samuel, Human Fall Flat, Abzu, Graveyard Keeper, Rocket League, The Escapist, The Walking, the Escapist, the Walking Dead, like The Escapist Walking Dead uh, thing. Uh, next up, Hero, City Skylines, Cluster Truck, The Escapists, uh, Sonic CD, which is weird, Hue, Kingdom, New Lands. Let's see what else we got in here. Anything else of importance? Nothing huge outside of those, but like that's the start. Of, our final station is another big, big one, and Ollie Ollie. Uh, but to me, that's like they're setting themselves up for something really good with. Xbox 2, as the rumor has been. Whatever the fuck they call the next one. Xbox 2X1. Uh, just call it, I think they're just going to call it Xbox and just go from there. I don't know. They need to figure that shit uh, out. I know that much. Yeah. So does a lot of, there are a few companies that need to figure that one out. But I think with Xbox Game Pass, they're setting themselves up for the future because a lot of indie games have a, str have a struggle here. And I don't know if this is good for the developers because I don't know what the business side of How much Game Pass looks like. Yeah. But from an indie developer, if somebody already owns your game, they're more likely to play the game. Like, I've done it. I've gone through Game Pass and be like, what games are in here? Let me download the ones that sound interesting to me. And, and word of math is a powerful tool. Yes. Uh, especially for indie developers. Like, there's so many indie developers that we talk to that have made incredible games that just, like, haven't really struck because, for whatever reason, not enough people were talking about it. Mm -hmm. Or at least, let me say, not enough major publications were talking about it. Recently, our buddy Colin uh, from Me Less Than 3 released Luca, which is, in my eyes, one of the best-looking indie games of the year. And a lot of 
streamers and, and people like that are covering it, but it's just not really getting much coverage in the mainstream. In the mainstream. Whereas, like, that is exactly the type of thing they usually, like, swallow up. So, like, yeah, like, putting something like Luca on here um, and, and putting it to a wider audience of people that are like, holy shit, this is really good, would be great for him. Um, Again, on, I don't know business-wise. Yeah, well, yeah, not necessarily business-wise, but on a promotional wise. Yes. Um, the, other, the other thing that Xbox Game Pass does well is... You obviously don't need to keep it. It's a subscription-based thing. It's ten bucks a month. You have, and it, the games change every month. Games do come and go, so they're not, they're they're permanently. But if you want to buy a game, you get a twenty percent off that game. Hmm. So when you're talking indie games, you're talking two to three bucks. But again, it's another incentive Something. to then buy that game. To then that kick goes back to the developer and so on from there. The other thing that I think Xbox has an advantage of is Xbox Game Preview, and early access to things. So right now on Xbox Game Preview. There's a few games, and most of them I'm sure you've heard of. So, The Darwin Project, which is actually now free to play. We need to play that at some point on the stream. Uh, Vigor. Never heard of that one. Which is it's a battle, not a very good battle, battle royale game. I hopped in it, and it was not all right. Daisy just got announced. Definitely heard of that. The big one you probably like is Subnautica. Mm-hmm. Player Unknown's Battleground. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Uh, Ghost of a Tale. Never heard of it. Snooker Nation Championship. It's Never snooker. heard of it. Snooker. Mm-hmm. Descenders. And Gwent, the card game. So this is something I think that they can hone more, Expand is this upon. preview. So, like, Steam Early Access right now is a big thing for a lot of, a lot of people. Like, a lot of people like to get in the Early Access games yeah. and see it as it goes along. And that's where a lot of the, the, the current uh, most popular titles are, is mm-hmm. in Early Access. There's not a lot of... And, you know, obviously a, a lot of it is that the, the content creators want to get on that stuff early, too, because if they're the first on it, then they get more views for it. So, um, And they also get money while they're developing, so that's... Right. Because the big, thing, the big thing from making a game, especially for an independent studio, is funding for the game. Right. It's that, it's that weird, like, the cost of entry in video games is high. Like, say you want to build a game, it takes three years to build a game, you're not making anything during that time unless you're doing contract work for somebody else. Yeah. Then you release that game, hope to God you make your money back, and then some, is yeah. the best case scenario, and then you and do studios, and, throw that, and throw that money right back in. Studios fold if they don't. So yep. it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, dynamic, isn't it? Being an indie developer, you got to kind of try and make it for the least amount of like time and cost that you can, but also put out something that enough people want to play that you make your money back mm-hmm. off it. That's why it's funny to see games like I don't know Minecraft and stuff like that that were like like relatively like you know shitty graphics and everything, but just the, Took the off. yeah, just like Word the, of mouth. the principle was there and the the gameplay was there, and then you know this guy's like a fucking billionaire or whatever. Yeah. Right now. So um, no, you're right. I think one thing, and I have to give praise to Xbox, which I don't usually do, so you know, soak it in, um, is this all-access thing is a genius move on on their behalf. Because um, not everybody has $500. Not everybody has it. I don't, I've, I've never really thought of consoles of being outside the cost of entry. I mean, they're expensive, especially now that they have all the, like, peripherals and everything that go with them. Like, if you buy a PlayStation, do you want to get PSVR as Or well? even a controller, you, 60 bucks. Yeah, do you want a, a professional controller for your Switch, that kind of stuff. But um, I think that this is a smart move as an option, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they'll see a, a definite rise in their their player base because of it, which is good. It can only be a good. And let's be let's be fair. Microsoft is doing a lot of these moves because they are behind Sony. Yeah. I think if the tables were turned, and I'm not here to bash Sony, but did you hear what Sony said about Fortnite and crossplay? Yeah, that was kind of yeah. Strange. That was not a good response. No, I. That's yeah, me. That's arrogant I Sony coming well, back, which is what scares me. I agree with you. And that when I read that, I actually thought he comes off like an asshole in yeah. this interview. I didn't like. But that. I th- I think a lot of these decisions are. And, again, from a business standpoint, some of them don't make sense, but I also think they're setting themselves up for the future. But there's 
they're behind. They have to do something to get people in. And, I mean, on Game Pass, you now have Elder Scrolls Online. You ha- now have The Division. Granted, those games are a few years old, but they're big games that people are still playing. Yeah, that's the important part is that they're like Rocket League Fallout stuff, 4, like Doom. like continuously playing those games even now. You have the games that people want in every single, obviously, Xbox One exclusive or Xbox exclusive going forward, whatever the name of the next console is going to be on there, which is awesome because like that gets people to buy game pass and then like we were saying before once you have game pass i've gone through and said let me look what's here when when the updates this month i'm gonna go through and see like what's new on game pass and just see because it's you already are paying for it might as well it's like netflix how often do you go through netflix like i don't want the fuck i want to watch it just scroll through like oh that looks cool that's why it's so genius because not just in the world of video games is it kind of a, a first in a way but also well i guess you still have like some subscription services like ps now and stuff but ps now is not anywhere Class, but yeah. um, but if you think about like how almost every single entertainment industry byproduct is now going to monthly payments or streaming or that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, it makes perfect sense. Like you you don't you don't necessarily I mean some people do, but you don't necessarily go out and spend a thousand dollars on an iPhone. You spend thirty bucks a month on yep. an iPhone until you've paid it off. Mm-hmm. You don't. And that's what I like about this is with all access, it's yours. Yeah. Because my concern was like, oh, they're gonna make you upgrade every two years make it like a loan but the fact that you own it kind of like you do with like an iphone upgrade program or at&t next whatever carrier you use yeah once you pay that phone off it is yours yeah so i it's a rent to own kind of yeah i'm 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 excited about it the other thing that i like about it is obviously with all access they they include the xbox live which Mm. is another selling feature in game pass and i didn't know this you save 10 percent off game related add-ons and consumables what happens when you've paid off the main console? Are you still paying the same price for the games in the live after? Huh? For all access. Once you Yeah, once it's, two years. it's two years. It's a two year subscription. Okay. So, so once then, that two year lapse, you just have you to, have to re- you'd have to renew it. Buy it like normally. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So cool. which again the fact that Game Pass is ten bucks is nuts to me. I think it could be easily higher. Like Sony is what is PlayStation now, like thirty to forty a month or something. It, they stupid? fucked that up from the yeah. get go with their pricing. Something real stupid. They're, if they had made it a reasonable uh, like, fifteen to twenty ten bucks a month, it would have been more reasonable. Even then I would have been like, Man, yeah. this library doesn't it doesn't deserve ten bucks a month. Yeah. But they are like twenty bucks a month and like the rental the individual rental it's prices were fucking horrible. Five to horrible. five to fifteen. Like why would I rent one game for five bucks if I could just for an hour. pay ten ten dollars and have for a it. month like it doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah uh, so yeah so but, I, uh, yeah. I agree with you where i don't think i don't think xbox is taking over i think sony is still the top nintendo is gonna be top dog i think Always. i don't think At they i don't think they are there yet but they are the ones that everybody's getting wanting to go on to you know what's amazing about that though as well is that like this is a this is a generation of nintendo that is actually putting something other than first-party titles at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Because every Nintendo Well, they console, put their titles at the forefront, too. Yes, but every like Nintendo console previous, like the reason why people bought that console was for the Nintendo first-party exclusives. Like, I still think people buy Nintendo for first-party. They do, but this one now has the added benefit of them also being King of Indies, too. Or being, so, I think it's more the portability than King of Indies. And being able to I think play it's portability it more than and, anything and else. Because kind of the but, Indies, like you said, most of the Indies are on everything. I mean, it works best, but I think think that a lot of the indie developers as well, they have this thing in their head. And as much as the portability side of it is definitely in there, I think a lot of them as well just grew up on Nintendo. Yeah. And they just like want to see their game on a Nintendo platform. Like, at least some of the 
ones that we've talked to. So it's a case of like, yeah, it'd be nice to be on PlayStation, it'd be nice to be on Xbox, but I really want to be on Nintendo because it's like that's Nostalgia what they strains. grew up with. So, um, I mean, you know, Mario See, I, and that stuff is what started a lot of people making I games. would love to be on Xbox if I ever made a game because yeah. I've had Xbox since the first, first Xbox, which yeah. I guess is only three of them, but... I've had every single one. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think yeah, I think that's interesting about this generation of Nintendo that not only is it first party, which they have excellent first party titles, but also that's, that the indies are. Right you should go back there. if you guys haven't. There's a was it a couch conversation or what where I fucking let Nintendo just have it. No, that was your instant reaction to the conference. Where yeah, you there was just went after them. There's yeah, it's when they announced it mm-hmm. when they announced the Switch. I was after like, what the, is this? The key. But note. the if you look in that video, one of the things I said is if they have solid first party titles and if they have solid third-party games in between they're going to be successful what have they done the only the only question right now on nintendo which is we're going to find out later this month is online Hmm. that's the big question right now with nintendo that looks looks okay they haven't said i mean really the 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 the, the connecting to the online part seems fine the fact they're giving you free classic games is fine get rid of the fucking friend codes nintendo it's stupid and chat give us a chat give me a goddamn username and let me talk to people online that's all i want out of your your online that's it like the so friend code thing has never been good. So that's the big that's the big thing that they've got to deal with. But I think we can we both agree that Nintendo is in a way better place right now than they were with the Wii U. I think they've sold oh, yeah. more Switches than Wii U's yeah, at this point. It. They're killing it so. and good for them. You know, they, they, they listened, they changed, and they my, are successful. My only personal gripe with it is everything that was... Because I'm a Wii U owner. I'm one of the 12 million that bought a Wii U. Is a lot of the games are being ported over. So I already... Man, that motherfucker's going to be worth some money. I already... Yeah. I already, <laughs> I already own a lot of those games. But I get why they're redoing it, because people don't own them already. So I, yeah. I, I understand why. Like, to, the Toad Tracker. Uh, pretty much... Um, Treasure Tracker. Pretty much... Mario, Mario Maker, 8. I think, is the only thing that which surprises was like me. solid on the Wii U that didn't make. Yeah, it which surprises me because it's yeah. the, the Switch is made. Uh, for yeah, it. I would think that. It might, you know, it's going to be announced in some E3 randomly. Oh, we decided or to Mario Maker, Mario Maker or for Switch, Mario, or Mario Maker, Maker 2, Two, yeah, or with something. 3D Mario. They'll they'll add uh, they'll they'll use what they did. Yeah, they'll use what they did for uh, Odyssey and uh, put that in there yeah. and be able to make that. It'd be crazy. I don't know how you would design levels. That's the tricky part. Is like making it simple enough yeah. for people to make stuff. But I mean, Media Molecule figured it out. I'm sure Nintendo can. Yeah. Well, we don't know if Media Molecule figured it out for 3D. But they figured it out for Little Big Planet. Like, but that wasn't 3D. That was still 2D. Uh, no, you could it make 3D, 3D elements. You could make like FPS games in Little yeah. Big Planet 3. Like they really, their their creation tools were amazing in that. So. Anyway. But anyway, this has been Indie Please Add Details episode 33. You have a good episode, Tom. Yeah, it was good. It's good to be back. A lot of good stuff this week. Exciting. Lots Indies are on the rise. Yes. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm a VR guy, so I'm really excited for Codename. Uh, which, which was yesterday. Which was yesterday, but we're recording it after this. Because we always record this version. Because it was reason. a huge, huge week, or a couple weeks, I guess, for, for VR. Um, but the indies have been doing really well uh, lately, and I, I'm happy to be a part of it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. This is Indie Please Add Details, episode 33, our weekly dip in the world of indie games and indie developers, where we discuss the news and our excursions throughout the week. Topping it all off with the topic you can join down below. I'd love to know what your guys' opinions. Do you think Xbox is catching up? Do you think uh, Sony is potentially screwing themselves up with some of the stuff they've done recently? Or do you think it's just a matter of Sony just got a big enough lead that at some point Xbox has got to play catch up? Because it happened last generation where Xbox got the big lead. Sony ended up catching up. I think Sony, by the end of the generation, sold more consoles. Yeah, mostly uh, based off the power of the games. When all was said and done. Yeah, and Xbox Um, making terrible decisions. Yeah, 
pretty I, good at. I feel like, well, I feel like Sony's making terrible decisions now. Yeah, it's kind of flipping the coin right now, isn't it? They're the arrogance. Whoever's I mean, on top is arrogant. They're still making some good decisions. VR and pushing that, in my opinion, was still a good decision. But some of the, we talked about it, some of the interview comments, um, specifically from the CEOs and stuff like that, are very, very kind of like, oh, you guys need to chill the fuck out and remember yep. your roots. The, the you know. Again, going. I'm going to finish the spiel here in a second, but going back to the Fortnite thing where, like, I don't care if it's not cross-platform. I have no issue with it not being cross-platform. So that's Sony's prerogative to not make it cross-platform. Where I have the issue is it's an Epic account that you cannot do cross-progression. If yeah. you log log into PS4, you cannot log in somewhere else. Even though that's not a PlayStation account, that's an Epic account. I have the issue with that. That's where my that's where like Sony can do whatever the hell they want when it comes to playing with other players. It's all it's their sandbox to play in. But when it comes to locking a third party account, I think that becomes a bigger issue. Yeah. So agreed. You can list us on your favorite podcast services: <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those lovely places. Or you can hit us up on YouTube at youtube.com slash the slash level two spelled out gaming. Or go to level2gamers.com, which is our new website. I need to put that in our spiel now. It's, yeah, spiel just changed. go to level2gamers.com. Everything's there, including links to our YouTube. Is way you, you can do. also hit us up on Twitter at level2gamers.stl. We're on Instagram at level2gamers.stl. Same thing with Facebook, level2gamers.stl. But Facebook's a lot more active now as well because everything we're posting on the website is getting insta posted to Facebook. So if you just and Twitter. want like sol- and Twitter, so if you just want like solid like news. random game news and stuff um, from us, then or just go uh, to level2gamers.com and see it. Go to the website or follow. You can fun fact on our, on our on level2gamers.com if you'd like to. We built it holding the curtain back here and we might talk i might talk about a little bit that might be my podcast topic um we built it on wordpress so you make a wordpress account and you're able to comment and give reactions on there as well so it is a forum based thing so if you see an article we wrote have opinions you can comment on there you can like it you can share it all that kind of stuff so but this has been eddie please eddie does episode 33 and i'm happy to be back thank you guys so much for watching and as always welcome, welcome to, the to the second, second level. level bye, bye.